Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm here with Caden and Logan. We're doing our USFL and Power Ranking episodes. Um, this is, I think, 5.0. We are going to be reviewing week four of the USFL's second season. Um, if you guys are tuning into these episodes, we really appreciate it. And if you're watching some USFL games yourself, that's awesome. But we're going to be going over our Power Rankings, um, some updates on where we think the league is, and you know maybe just some of our general thoughts on the play that we saw this past weekend. But... A very fun week four, in my opinion, and just one of those things where I, I really hope you guys uh, are tuning in yourself so you guys can kind of um, listen along. along. Yeah, follow along. And um, if you guys wanted to go ahead and go first, Logan, did you want to go with your power rankings for post-week four? Yeah, so uh, number eight, it's got to be the Stars. You know, they've just been trending downhill yeah. since week one. Case, not much upside. Yeah. Case Cookies has not been protected at all. Yeah, at all. He doesn't have much help. Um, just, just the route concepts, the receivers, the offensive line, just not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, six sacks again this weekend. And you, you can't let your quarterback get destroyed like mm-hmm. that. You can't. What can you do with six sacks? You can't. Nothing. But, uh, number seven is going to be the showboats. And seven, six, and five are, are, are kind of... Interchangeable for me. Mix-ups. Um, so number seven is gonna be the Showboats, and they, uh, and then six is gonna be the Panthers, and I know the Showboats beat the Panthers, but I think the Panthers are probably are a better team right now. Um, but it's like I said, it's interchangeable. But I, I don't think the Panthers are the second worst team in the league. No, I agree. With you. Yeah, because that two and zero start was really good, but the last two weeks just been. I think bad. they can. I think they have the potential to go back to what they yeah. were week one. 100%. Because they've shown it. But they just need to execute. They need to get Trey Quinn involved. They need to get Joe Walker more involved. They need to execute the running game more efficiently. Yeah. Reggie Corbin could be leading in rushing yards, but they just don't feed him enough. They don't. And he's a great running back. Just You can't go out and drop 10 points against the showboats. You can't. It, I don't know how. I just They need to change something up. They need to go back to the drawing board, get some new plays in there. But I agree. Something's got to change. But, uh, yeah, and then Maulers are five, and I, I know they lost again this week, but, you know, they only lost by four points to the Stallions. And, and, and they, they won last week, but, you know, they're showing something with Troy Williams. They're, they really are. Um, you know, they didn't have Ruben Foster this week, and, and that might have been the game changer. Because, you know, like, there was an insane touchdown by, by uh, Alex Magoo, and I think that if Ruben Foster was playing, it, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I agree. So, and that's arguably their best player. And they I, lost by four points. I predicted them to win. They were coming off a really good win uh, from week three. Mm-hmm. Troy Williams is probably my favorite player in the league right now. Way better than, than James Morgan. Yes, and if they had their head coach from last year, Kirby Wilson, they probably would have kept James Morgan in. <sighs> um, but they're showing upside, and I think they have a chance to maybe win in week five here. They need to. They can't go one and four. No, but they can't. if you wanted to continue with your list there. Yeah, so like I said, seven, seven six, and five are interchangeable. That's Showboats, Panthers, Maulers. But um, number four is going to be the Generals, and, and they they uh, they lost this week, but to, it's the Breakers, and you know it's, it's the Breakers. They're four zero now. They they've been our number one team the past couple weeks now. Yeah, um, and spoiler they still are. But uh, definitely, um, only lost by three points. But uh, you know you just, you look at the time of possession, and that's one thing that I, I always in our predictions that I always bring up is time of possession because in, in leagues like this where you know, the, the talent level is not not like the NFL where there's there is more turnovers. But if you can just run the ball and, and get some attrition and 
which they did. They, they ran the ball, and I think McCall, or Bethel Thompson had one pick. But, yeah, only one pick. But it was early on. Um, but, you know, it's just things like that, time possession and turnovers. This is how you win these games, and, and it's what the Breakers have done to be 4-0 now. But uh, no stops from the Generals. I, I do think they're a really good team, and they're my number four for a reason. They're in the top half. Definitely. Um, but number three is going to be the, the Gamblers, and just they're, they're trending. They're on fire right now. You know, they were bad the first two weeks, but these last two weeks, they, they just, they're firing on all cylinders. They're, I think they've scored over 100 points in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, 41 points again this week. And I know it's, I know it's the Stars, I'm a number eight team, but, I mean, 41 points in, in a, like, a, a minor league is, is impressive. It, it is. is. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, because you see teams like the Stars who just, like I said, no one's on the same page. And it's just, you look at the Gamblers, and they play together. They play as a team. Yeah. And the Breakers as well. They they play as a team, and that's why these teams are starting to win games. Um, so I think the sky's the limit for the Gamblers. Uh, I think you know, Dark Horse and the uh, Dark Horse Championship squad for sure. I, I mean, it's gonna be hard because the South is stacked. Yeah. But I mean, if, if they can if they can beat the Stallions, if they can just you know I don't. They lost to the Breakers already, but it was a great game. Yeah. Um. But if they can beat the Stallions and just get some get some conference wins and like the Stallions, I mean, they're my number two. Like, but they're kind of trending downwards. Like since yeah. the first two weeks. Yeah. You know, they they won this week, so I had to keep them at two, and it was a good game for them. But uh, you know, if if they keep you know having some slip ups and, and, and we, we talk about what Alex Magoo is. <sighs> they said. Alex Magoo is the Patrick Mahomes of the USFL. I, I want to say Mahomes, but he's, he, he's, 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 he's pretty good. He is pretty good. Very interesting player to watch. Yeah. He had a rough first half this past he weekend, did. and then he just battled through adversity yeah. and you know won the game for him, essentially. And that's what you want to see in your quarterback. guy just doesn't give up. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, he's, he's got that dog in him, that he, fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't um, phase him. No. But, you know... They just can't make mistakes in these next couple weeks because the, the gamblers are on their ass. They are. Um, but yeah, gamblers three, stallions two, and then I already said breakers one. Clear they're, cut. They're, they're four zero. Last last meet last team standing undefeated. Just just playing even, good solid games. Even if they do lose a game, I still think they'll probably be in probably one, yeah depending probably on how bad they lose. But I mean, like I just said before, they they play as, in in unity. Like everybody everybody's on the same page they're from. From the coaching all the way down to the 50... Is it 53 men rosters? Uh, I believe so, yes. 53 so, yeah, or 48. From, from the coach all the way down to the last man on the roster, everyone is in unison. And that's why they're 4-0. And you don't see that at all from these other teams. Like, at all. Especially, like, the Stars or the Showboats. But you see the teams that... that and I think that's coaching. I think it is. Because that's where it starts, you know. And, and, and I think it's... Coaching and the quarterbacks, because it's, it's your leaders, you know. Exactly. If, if you can get these guys on the same page and, and on the like, in you, you see the players are four and zero. So I mean, teams like teams that are not doing that, you know, maybe they need to, you know, take their team out to to dinners or something like that. Get get them more tighter, closer, yeah, you know? in unison. Because they've all they always say in, in football. I, I played football, like not much high school, but. It's always you, you play for the man next to you. You don't play for yourself. Exactly. You have yeah. to build camaraderie. Exactly. And that brotherhood. You, you always play for the guy next to you. you, you never used for to, yourself. You used to go to Hungry Howie's with, with your fucking team. Hell yeah! Hell, hell yeah! yeah After games, yeah, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, like the Breakers, they're a team where they, they fight for the man next to them, and you know that's why they're four and zero, and why why they're my number one. But I guess we can move yeah. on to one of your guys' power rankings. 
Um, I guess I'll go and I'll uh, I'll definitely kind of briefly go through mine and then I guess we can discuss like guys that stood out to us mm-hmm. this past week after uh, Cadence Power Rankings as well. But um, my number eight is going to be the Stars, the Philadelphia Stars, mm-hmm. just because they're trending terribly downwards. Um, lackluster play all around. Offensive line is the thing that's destroying this team. Um, and then at seven, I'm definitely going to go with the Memphis Showboats. They did win, but they're still one and three. Mm-hmm. Um, they have upside with Cole Kelly at quarterback. He's poised, can actually make an accurate deep throw, and he's their leading rusher in the past two weeks. So it's one of those things where he's doing a lot for just a quarterback. So they need to ride this hot hand, maybe win a game or two. But they're definitely not going to the playoffs in that divi- in that yeah. conference. Excuse me. Um, and this past weekend. The South swept the North 4-0, so the South is stacked, uh, like Logan mentioned. But then at 6, I'm probably going to go with the... Oh, gosh. I'll probably go with the Michigan Panthers here at 6, just because they've lost two in a row at Ford Field both times. They need to have some offensive consistency for me to consider them back in that top half of the league here. Um, they need to make a quarterback change as well from Josh Love to Carson mm-hmm. Strong. Big time. And we'll see a massive upside improvement. But at five, I'm probably going to go with the Pittsburgh Maulers. They're one and three. They shouldn't be at five, but they are going to be. Because I, this game against the Stallions, they should have won. It was just there was a lot of splash plays, and they sadly just couldn't calculate one up. They couldn't draw one up in the final five minutes, and it just wasn't you know their day. But they fought their asses off, and their upside with Troy Williams, who is currently probably my favorite player in the league, is it's it's up there. And they totally. could they could battle for that playoff, so that second playoff spot in the North, and they really maybe could do what the Stars did last year and you know sneak in. But they just need to hit a, a winning streak soon. Um, and then for number four, I'll go with the New Jersey Generals. They lost, but in the best fashion you could by fighting your ass off and you know trying to maintain speed with that undefeated squad. Yeah. Um, and then number three, I'll go with probably yeah, I'll go with the Gamblers. Mine are, mine's going to be probably identical yeah. to Logan's. The, ga- the Gamblers at three, Stallions at two, and the Breakers at one. And we kind of went through those reasons, but all those teams are really good, and I think we probably will su- we'll see one of those three is going to be holding hoisting the trophy. One of those three teams will probably either be ho- hoisting the trophy like Logan just or said, but one of them be playing it. They're going to be playing in that championship game at Hall of Fame Field. I so, think those top 4 like to be one of those four. It, I think it could I think there's a definite chance the Breakers <sighs> could go, but I guess I wish I wish the the Gamblersteins and Breakers could all make the playoffs. I know that'd be sick. But uh, Logan, I mean, uh, excuse me, Caden, did you want to go ahead and give your power rankings to uh, yes. everyone out there as well? So number eight, I'm going to go Stars just because uh, y'all already explained it. <laughs> but uh, eight Stars, seven Showboats, six Maulers, five Panthers, four Generals, three is the mix-up of the day. I think as of last week, that Gamblers team could have beat the Stat could beat the Stallions. So you're putting I Stallions think. at three? I'm I'm putting Stallions at three. I agree though. I agree with what you said. No, I'm putting right. Gamblers at two. Yeah. And I'm putting Breakers at one. Just because that the entire right first the entire first half, well Alex Mugu had zero touchdowns, two two picks. Mm-hmm. 
and, and some and luckily they they you know fought back into that game, but they're not gonna be able to do that against better teams. I agree, but the the gamblers have a terrible defense. They do. Yeah, um, they do. Not I'm not shitting on any player out there, but like as a whole, it's just terrible as, defense. He had zero touchdowns. The Maulers have a great defense. They're actually in the top three yeah. in every category on defense. Yeah. But, like, I'm not taking that away. If Alex Magoo has a performance like that against the Gamblers, they're just simply going to get outscored by 30 points. The Gamblers' offense yeah. is the problem for teams in that conference. I mean, you said it perfectly, Caden. They could have definitely beat the Stallions last week. But uh, what was anyone's thoughts on any anyone that stood out? Oh, I do want to shout out to the Player of the Week's uh, yes. Defensive Player of the Week mm-hmm. was Vontae Diggs. Special teams player of the week was Deion Kane with that yes, 91-yard return uh, kickoff Crazy. return touchdown to win Crazy. the game. Crazy. Return. And then um, offensive player of the week was Mark Thompson, 13 rushes, 128 yards, and three touchdowns for the Gamblers. All those guys balled out, and uh, shout out to them for sure. But any any player that stuck out to you guys that uh, you want to talk about their game or some improvements for a specific team or something you want to see more of? Yeah, so I didn't get to watch all these games. On I didn't see any of the Saturday games because I had to work, unfortunately. But I, I saw the second half of the Breakers game and then the first half of the Stallions game on Sunday. Um, but, you know, just looking through the stats right here, uh, one person that stands out for me from the Gamblers game is Kenji Bahar. He didn't throw any picks this week, and you know he only had six incompletions. So you can see that he is improving. He had one fumble, but um, we did watch the highlights for all these games before this uh, podcast, so I, I kind of have an idea of what happened. And obviously, it's not watching the full game, but I have an idea of it. But Kenji Bahar definitely, and um, Mark Thompson. I mean, three touchdowns, 134 yards, amazing. Um, yeah, that's from the Stars game, that's people that stood out to me, but what do you guys think? Um, honestly, besides Cole Kelly, Cole I, Kelly yeah. and, and Troy Smith, both guys got their first start in week three. Um, they're both one and one since then. They both started two games, and both teams have showed upside since then, in my opinion. Uh, just guys to keep an eye out. Cole Kelly's the quarterback for the Showboats, and he had two rushing touchdowns this past weekend. They just look like a better team with him. Yeah, yeah, they look like a more professional squad. Mm-hmm. And with Troy Williams, I mean, he had some great throws against the Stallions. Great throws to Trey Walker, to Bailey Gaither, uh, to Isaiah Henney. Guys have balled out that were really overachieving, in my opinion. No knock on them. But they, uh, Troy Williams, with that 40-yard touchdown run, that just shows you what he is. Like, he's not, you know, he's not the most, the fastest. He doesn't have the biggest arm. But, like, you just give him those tools and, like, those lanes, those wide-open receivers, those good routes and a good run game, like, they could genuinely win four or five, maybe even six more games this year. Yeah. And like I say, sneak into that, that playoff spot, but they just got to get in rhythm with Troy uh, Williams, and I really hope that they do because he's honestly, again, probably one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the league as far as, I guess, all of his tools. He has he's a very balanced arsenal, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But uh, him and Kenji Bahar as well. Kenji had a great game before he rolled his ankle. Hopefully he'll be back for week five. But if not, Terry Wilson is more than capable to, to hold it down and win a game or two. Or maybe even, you know what, if he has to start, he will. Yeah, I want to I wanna call this out for Cole Kelly right now. I said he should start. He started. He won. I said J.J. Williams should start for the Rowdies. He started. We won two times in a row. Let's go, baby. Hot I, I do remember Caden calling for Cole Kelly to start calling before the USFL season. 
started. He was like, I don't want to see Brady White out there. I do want to see Cole Kelly. Cole Kelly. They got a they got a good quarterback. Uh, other than Brady, not saying Brady White's a good quarterback, but Ryan Willis, IFL MVP, is also the backup behind Cole Kelly. So if anything were to happen, you know, they have another capable guy that maybe could offer offer some you know resurgence, but. I like what I see out of Cole Kelly, and I really do like what I see out of Mark Thompson. Mm-hmm. I, he He's just a beast. He was a leading rusher last year, and he's right back in form. You could tell they missed him the first oh, yeah, two weeks. Oh, yeah. Like, he is... Their, I mean, just look at their offense the last two weeks. I mean, he's their catalyst. That's crazy. He is their offense. And he, he for a point, through like four weeks last year, in season one of the USFL, he was averaging 100 yards a game. Jeez. Like, that's, in, that's, that's insane. Crazy. Like, but... I'm I'm excited for week five. That's again, that's the midway mark of the season, uh, yeah. and then again, I think I, it's weird to say this, but we were talking about this earlier. We, we need we, we need more time to analyze these teams because yeah, really, I mean, the one and three teams aren't totally out of it yet. But maybe maybe one of them can revive themselves and revive the season. One's gonna fall to complete travesty. <laughs> like the stars, <laughs> they might not win another game. Yeah, at this rate. I mean, they look. They terrible. probably will. But... I want Captain Case Cookers to come out of this, go to the playoffs. Go to the fucking. If the Philadelphia Stars make the playoffs, I'll be more surprised than I was last year. They they started out one and three last year, but Case wasn't the starter. Brian Scott was, and then he went down, and, and then Case, Case came in. Like six oh, yeah. in a row or some shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, he, you know. Did his thing. Did his thing, and we're just seeing that you know maybe they got to go through some growing pains the first four weeks, five weeks, but like they can't afford to anymore. They got to win out at if, this point. If they take out. Case like they're they're retarded. <laughs> it, Sorry, but if if they do like they, I don't know. I don't know if any chance. I don't like, even know if any quarterback could thrive behind. No, that like line. They're, they're getting that man killed out there. Because yeah. KJ Costello and Badley are are solid backups, but they're just dude. I don't see anyone coming in and, and reviving this offense. They no. need new offensive line pieces to be able to save their season. They need to make a signing or at least Something. one of these guys needs to make a fucking turnaround. Like, their left tackle, like, he needs to legit retire or just, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Because, dude, like, Logan, we were talking about this during the game. You're like, not this this Stars game, but the, the, the past one. Like, there's no technical, like, dude, I don't know what their lineman, like, their O-line coach is doing. Like, there's no technicality to any of those O-linemen's game. Their center just falls over. They're just out there pushing people. Their guards, their guards, if they don't get offsides penalties, they're holding. Yeah. And then their yeah. left tackles are just falling getting on the ground destroyed. or just, just standing up and getting run around. Defense sucks. The defense sucks. The Stars' defense is, well, how much help can, how much well, first, do you expect the defense to give when your yeah, offense just, just punting every yeah. possession? Your, your defense gets no rest. But, they have good pieces on defense. First game we lost, we lost 20, I mean, we, we won 27 to 23. We let them score twenty three. Next game we lost twenty four by twenty four uh, twenty four to ten. Next game we lost twenty twenty one to thirteen, and this game we lost forty one to, to sixteen. They've never what? scored less than twenty points. Who? The the, uh, the but dude, never look got... at the offensive output too. Yeah, they haven't scored more than twenty points in the past three weeks. Their 16, defense is getting 16, zero yeah. rest on the field. Nope. Yeah. And keep in mind, you defensive players are on special teams as well. They are. They don't have the extra roster yeah. spots to get. To get that depth out there, so those guys are fucking tired, bro. I mean, I, I don't know what you expect from a defense when your offense can't stay on the field for longer than gorse. four minutes. Like getting bored. Like they're out there, run for two yards. Case gets sacked. Then second down, Case drops back. Gets sacked. Gets sacked. Sacked, or it's a complete then, pass for three yards. Or so it's third and seven, or third and nineteen, and then 
and it's either a holding, uh, uh, offsides, or or literally Case just gets annihilated in the backfield. And throws a pick or something, and because, they, or they punt. Yeah, and it's, just... it, it's you can't ask your defense to do anything. Nope. You're setting them up for failure. Nope. And especially in this league, you, you, Logan, you talk about it perfectly. Time of possession. If you're legit, not if you're not scoring, first of all, it means you're not having the ball long. Second of all, if you're not having the ball long, your defense is not getting the rest and their hydration on the sideline. They need that. And it's one thing about like that the breakers do is they take the underneath routes. They like they, they take the drags. They take the checkdowns, and it, it, they 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 can just get first downs. Like that's that's what this that's what you need to do in this league when you don't have, you know, the, the explosiveness, so to say. Is, Obviously, the NFL. Like, there's no Deshaun Jacksons. There's there's no one like that to that caliber. You know, like so when you have that situation. Obviously, there's some guys that are more explosive than other guys. But when you have that, like, in, when you have a situation like that, you just gotta take what they give you. You know, you can't force things. Like Bethel Thompson. Like I know he threw a pick this week, but he's very good about just you know. Let me not let me not throw the the one that might be a 50-50 ball. I'll take the I'll take the one hundred percent catch for five yards. Yeah, and then West Hills get to carry. They get four more yards and easy first down. Like, yeah, and they're so good about that. Then you have a team like the Stars, and they just there's no oh, blocking, triple coverage. Nothing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or, or last week, Case Cookus would just chuck it down forty yards field to nobody, literally nobody. Yeah. And it's really? like, like, what is going on? Like, just miscommunication. Yeah. And that comes down to coaching as well. And you see this. what clubs have better coaches than others. Yeah, Brian Andrews is not doing well. This well, like you, you, you also said it perfectly there. Just get the first downs. And that's right. why the Maulers were in those game, that game on Sunday night. They were getting first downs. Mm-hmm. They were playing smart, running the ball with Garrett and Madre. They were getting the ball like in the short passing situations. When you give it to Coburn, give it to uh, the, what's the other guy? Dexter Williams, Dexter you guys Williams. need to ru- the Williams. stars need to run more. They need yeah. to rush the ball more. Get your offensive line in rhythm. Get them hot. Get them going. Get some kind of rhythm going. Go two and three in week five. You know, get a win under your belt, and then your season isn't over. But before we wrap up this episode, I would like to talk about our predictions for yes. week five. So if you guys wouldn't mind pulling up that uh, schedule, yeah, I got it right here. Okay, so. Saturday, May 13th, 12.30 p.m., we have the Maulers versus the Panthers. I'll let you guys go first. Maulers versus the Panthers. I'm taking the Maulers here over the Panthers. Where is it? Uh, it's at Ford Field. Mm. I'm going to take the Maulers over the Panthers, um, and I think it's going to be 24-14. to 24-14. I'm going to take the Panthers over the Maulers. I think Carson Strong's going to come out, sling the rock. And that Breland Speaks is, gonna, is just going to shut down the edge. They're going to run contain. Hopefully, if they're smart, they're going to run contain. You know, like, yeah, have a QB, have a QB spot because they need one, bro. Yeah, especially Troy with Williams Troy Williams. Is, Troy Williams is too deadly to, to leave him out there with with no contain. Um, for me, this is tough. It, it is. I'm gonna go with the Panthers just as I think they are a better overall team. Yeah, but it's just you know. Sucks for either quarterback who starts to, especially for Carson Strong, because like if he comes out on his first starts against the Maulers, I mean that's that's that's, tough. Neat, that's it's gonna be a tough defensive like team, but if they're able to score, it should be an easy first start for Carson. I think this is, might be a low scoring game. Um, I'm gonna say like seventeen fourteen seventeen thirteen no like I'll say seventeen twelve four field goals from the Maulers. Seventeen <laughs> twelve, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so I'll take yeah Panthers seventeen twelve. But next game is four p.m. It is the uh, Gamblers versus the Stallions in Birmingham. I'll let you go first, Trevor. 
Um, Ooh, I'm gonna take this. Here's the performance. I'm gonna take the Stallions here in a in a safe pick. Yeah. Um, just because I believe more in the coaching on the Stallions, but I'm gonna take the Stallions in a nail biter. Uh, 31-28. It's a. Gamblers and Stallions. Gamblers and Stallions. Game of the year I, so far. Definitely. I ranked the, I ranked the Gamblers of the, the Stallions. Too, I'd say. Definitely game yeah. of the week. I'm the only one who ranked the Gamblers of the Stallions, so I you guess did. I have to go Gamblers, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that explosive defense is going to come out and expose those corners, expose that those seams like they, like they have done. Kenji Bahar is kind of like a... Uh, once he's like he's clicking, you know, once, once he's in the zone... He's kind of like the uh, the Trevor Lawrence of the USFL. You know? <laughs> like he's kind of when he's in the zone, he's 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 there. He's the man. But when he's cold, he's he's just, just Kenji Bahar. He's just throwing picks, <laughs> fucking eight picks in the season, or maybe it's nine now. No, I think it's seven. No, seven. Which is still terrible. Absolutely horrible. But uh, for me, this one this is tough. It really is. The both these the two games we discussed so far are both tough. Um. I think I'm gonna go with the Stallions. No, I'm gonna go with the Gamblers. I'm gonna go with the Gamblers, um, just because like they're just they look better. They look more sound these past two weeks. But I think it's gonna come down to turnovers for sure. Who's gonna throw more picks, Kenji or Alex McGoo? Um, I think Kenji's probably more likely to throw picks than Alex McGoo. But Alex, I mean, we we saw he he has bad moments. He, he has does. good moments, but he has moments where it's like, damn, like what was that? Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to say Gamblers 35-32. It's going to be okay. like a weird score. 35-32. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's a tough one to choose. Though. That but is. Over. I'll bet the over for sure. Definitely betting over on that. Um, the next game is uh, Sunday, May 14th at noon. It's the New Jersey Generals versus the Stars. Ah. Uh, I'm gonna take the generals in a safe yeah. pick here. I'm gonna say twenty-four to fourteen. Yeah, twenty-four to ten actually. Um, what, which game is this? Uh, General Stars. General Stars. The Stars are definitely getting mollywhopped here. I'm not gonna lie. That 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 defensive line is just gonna go absolutely haywire yeah. on that line. The the trenches are probably the most important part of the entire field. And that's where the stars lack the most, and they've shown that every single game, legit every single game of the year. I don't even know how they won the first one, but because they were playing against the horrible, you know, booty ass showboats, showboats. Yeah. absolutely trash. But now we're worse than them. Score prediction: I think Case will actually put up a fight, but Darius Thick dies victors. <laughs> He's gonna go crazy, bro. We saw what. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Mark Thompson was doing last last week. Mark Thompson was going haywire on our defense. He had like 128 yeah. yards. Darius Darius Victor's no different from him. He's he's probably even I, I, in my opinion he's better than him. Yeah. So imagine what he's gonna do. I'm talking about a 200 yard game over here. Oh wow! Three wow. touchdowns. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Um, wow. Nah. It's a big prediction. Nah. I'm I'm like I'm like, I'm like making it's, it's probably like 150 yards. But um. uh, score prediction. 34 21. Okay. Okay. Generals. I can see that. So, for me, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Generals. Like, I, I wanted to say the Stars, I really did, but yeah. I, I think the Generals are going to win. I think it's going to be in dominant fashion 2027 20, 13. Their rush attack is disgusting. Something like that. 31 13, something like that. Time possession is going to be probably like 40 to 
20 or some shit yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I think Jones was the safest pick there, but... Um, and the next game is at 3 p.m. on Sunday. It, it is the uh, Memphis Showboat versus the Breakers, and I think I can speak for all of us and just say Breakers. Yeah, Breakers probably <laughs> 35 to 20. Something like that. I think I'm going to yeah. say, like, yeah. Yeah. 28-20, something like that. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but... Yeah. I want to say the Showboats, but just, there's, there's nah. no way. They're not... They're not this could be upset of the week, though. This could be upset of the week, but I'm definitely betting over because the Breakers are going to just probably go insane. Yeah. But if, if oh my gosh, what if they, if the Showboats pull an upset, man. They're going up on my board. They're going up on my board. Cole Coley come out, comes out and stout in the pocket, throws two picks, and McCloy Bethel Thompson goes out there, throws three touchdowns. I don't think Cole Kelly's going to go out like that, though. I think he is. But what's your score prediction, Caden? Score prediction? I, I think it's going to be a tight game, actually. It, it's going to be tighter than most people think. Pause. Uh, <laughs> resume. Bruh. And, uh, score prediction? I think it's going to be about 14, 14 to 8. I think it's going to be a really defensive game. <laughs> holy defensive yo, game. Holy okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess, bro. <laughs> Why are they going to go for a two-point? having some bold predictions this week. <laughs> oh, some very bold predictions. <laughs> go for the two instead of the three. So, I like 200 it. yards from, who was it? Darius Victor. For Darius Victor. 200 yards and three touchdowns from Darius Victor, and then 14 to 8 for the, uh, for the uh, uh, show, or, uh, Breakers game. Breakers versus Showbucks. Those are Caden's predictions of the week. Bold picks from Caden here. Yeah, no, I'm definitely betting under in this. I don't know. Breakers could explode. Yeah. But I, I, I would don't know. I, don't I would know. probably bet under to be safe. <coughs> but we really appreciate everyone for uh, tuning into this episode. Any any players that stood out to any of you guys or anything like that? Um obviously we shouted out to the players of the week yeah. and we talked a little bit about the play, but Mark Thompson, Mark West Thompson, Hills again. West Hills. Mark Thompson for sure, man. Yeah. Ruben Foster should be back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bo Scarborough, um, Will be returning, I believe, week five. Good. So they need him. the Stallions will have him. They need him. <laughs> That's going to be interesting to see. But that pretty much wraps up our USFL power rankings and recap episode. We really appreciate everyone for tuning into this uh, little sub series on the podcast. Um, if you're following on the USFL, definitely check out our Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. There's a lot of content on there regarding the USFL and a ton of other alternative leagues and other sports as well. So. Very much appreciated for everyone listening in from West Africa to Europe to everywhere across the world. We really appreciate all the support. Thank you guys very much and take care.